0: Lovely, right, so we'll be coming on in a few minutes. Um, but I just wanted to start really just, what sort of week have you had? Has it been busy? Has it been one of those weeks again? Do you often have one of those weeks? I've had one of those weeks. Um, even though we haven't got any small children that we're fostering at the moment, it's still pretty busy. Um, I Two days at the beginning of the week, I had to go on a training course. It, wasn't, it was okay, it wasn't great, but that took up two whole days. So any work that I was intending to do had to be squeezed into the evenings. So that sort of made the beginning of the week a bit busy. Um, our lovely grandchildren are, have all had the joy of chickenpox, uh, which means that we've had the joy of looking after them. They haven't been at school, haven't been at nursery. Um, so it's not all bad, but it's been a busy week. We've had our grandchildren Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, so that's taken up quite a bit of time. And again, all the things that we were planning to do get sort of squeezed to other parts. Um, Wednesday, we had, we had a small group, and, and I'd been asked to, to, uh, to do the word a bit, so I had to prepare that little bit. Um, and Wednesday evening, we had the joy of our friends coming around and sharing a great time. Uh, but another evening, busy. Thursday evening, we were out at a function, which is great, but busy. We got to Friday. Um, Friday evening, it's the usual taxi service. You know, Dad's taxis here, there and everywhere. Uh, all good stuff, but it was a bit of a busy week. And actually, the week before was quite busy as well, if I think about it. And the week before that was, was pretty busy. Um, in fact, looking in our diary, I think next week is just as busy. Uh, you know what it's like, don't you? It just gets like that sometimes. Um, and I think Jesus understands exactly where we're at. Um, Jesus had a bit of a busy time. In fact, this, this day that we've been looking at, um, well, so far it's taken two Sunday mornings and four preachers just to go through one day in Jesus's life. Uh, this time in Capernaum, Stephen Kaz started off with him preaching in the synagogue uh, and healing the, the, ma- the demonic man. Um, and then he came home, and as Richard shared, he uh, got home to his, his friend's house. He was probably looking forward to his nice lunch, uh, Sabbath day lunch, and, and a bit of uh, chill-out time. But he gets there, and, and, and Simon Peter's mother-in-law is, is not well, so uh, you know, he, he graciously and joyfully heals her, which is good. But, uh, you know, it's just another thing I did. It would have meant that actually their lunch could have been a bit late because, hey, great, he healed her. She got up and served them, which was wonderful, but it meant that she hadn't been getting lunch ready, so they probably had to wait around a bit for lunch, so it was probably a late lunch on that day. And, uh, but anyway, anyway, he was there chilling with his, his disciples, and it was all good. Uh, they'd had their lunch, and he was probably looking forward to a nice Saturday evening, you know, chill-out time. Um, I don't know what they watched in those days. Um, I think probably Simon Peter's mother-in-law was probably uh, quite keen on watching um, what they have, Strictly Come Belly Dancing. But I'm not sure Jesus would have been into that. I think the disciples were probably more um, looking forward to watching Gladiators. That would have been better, wouldn't it? Uh, So there they were, ready to to chill out and relax. Um, And suddenly, a knock on the door. A bit of kerfuffle outside. So I'm sure Simon Peter's mother-in-law got up and opened the door and looked out and came back a bit gingerly and said, "Um, Jesus, there's a a few people outside wanting to see you. In fact, there's there's quite a lot of people outside wanting to see you. Um, Because by this time, it was the evening um, on the Sabbath and the Sabbath finishes at at sunset. So uh, the the Sabbath had officially finished and people had uh, been able to come out and travel again and they'd also been carrying all the sick people uh, around to where they knew Jesus was. And uh, they'd all turned up at, uh, at the front door. and uh, well let's read the passage. So verse 40 it says, "At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, "You are the Son of God!" But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Messiah. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. As we just said, this this passage is also um, written in Matthew's Gospel and in Mark's Gospel, Mark 1. Um, It actually says um, that the whole town gathered at the door. So it wasn't just one or two people that turned up. Obviously, news about Jesus was spreading. Um, he'd done that great healing and teaching in the morning. People were amazed. Uh, I'm sure many of the people that had turned up at the door had probably been there in the synagogue uh, earlier that day. Um, they told all the people they knew, word quickly spread around that Jesus, this amazing teacher and healer, uh, was staying at, at this house in, in, the, in the town, and uh, the whole town was there. So it wasn't just a couple of people. Um, and to be honest, if that was me, I think I probably would have said... Uh, to to Peter's mother-in-law, just send them away, tell them I've I've had a really busy day, Uh, tell them to come back next week, I'm I'm a bit tired, Uh, yeah, I'll I'll see them sometime next week, but no, Jesus demonstrates his love, his compassion, and his desire to share and explain some great kingdom principles. Um, So, you know, all had come, again, it wasn't just Um, you know, some of of his friends or some important people that had come. If the whole town was there, that would have been everybody. The rich, the poor, the educated, the uneducated, men, women, children, um, all these people that that knew that Jesus was in town and really wanted him to touch somebody they loved. So they brought all the sick. They were probably carrying them. They were probably helping them along. Uh, They were probably carrying some of them on beds or stretchers or mats, as we hear in other uh, healing experiences, Um, Children would have been carried in the arms of parents. Elderly relatives would have been helped along by their their families. Uh, They'd all turned up. Everybody was there. Um, And also, it says Jesus healed various kinds of sickness. So quite often in other stories, we see one particular uh, incident of Jesus healing a particular sickness or a particular situation. But here, it says there's various, which means there's various. There's quite a lot. Different. So all sorts of sicknesses um, that were presented to Jesus. Um, and what did he do? Did he just say, oh, okay, I'll just say a quick prayer, and then you'll all go away, and hopefully you'll all be better. No, he laid hands on each and every one. We just get that after all that Jesus has done that day, all that he's been through. He had time for each and every one. Does that encourage us? Jesus wants to lay his hands on each and every one of us, whatever our circumstance, whatever our situation, whatever we're feeling. You're feeling, I'm not important enough, I'm not, I'm not good enough. No, Jesus laid his hands on each and every one of us. And he healed them. Amazing, isn't it? Everyone that came to him, he had time. And it probably took all evening into the early hours because he responded to every individual need. He personally touched them and personally healed each and every one. Now, over the look, weeks when we've been looking at, at this amazing Unstoppable God series, we've looked at lots of different situations that Jesus was in and how he responded in different ways to different people and, as I said, healed different uh, sicknesses and things. Um, and Jesus reacts to us in an individual way. You know, no, no two people are the same, no two situations are the same. So we look at specific instances, oh yes, Jesus did it that way, Jesus worked this way, Jesus said this on that occasion. And for each person that was met with Jesus at this time, he reacted to them in an individual and personal way. He had time for them, and he responded to them and healed them. Uh, It's interesting to see, you know, we're looking at, at, at some of these stories to try and gain, what can we learn from these how can we use these experiences uh, in, in our ministry times, in our desire to see people healed and set free? Um, and it's interesting, you know, looking at, at the crowd, they must have had uh, faith, didn't they? They all brought the sick people to Jesus. So that would have been quite a lot of, of work for some of them. i say they had to carry them. They may have had to carry them on mats between them. Uh, but they came believing that Jesus in some way was going to touch them. So their faith was demonstrated... And I think that's what Jesus responded to. The people had come to him in faith. They had come asking from a touch from the healer. And so he responded to them in that. So that's all that Jesus asks us as we come. You don't have to have great faith. Jesus talks about the faith as small as a mustard seed. But if we have faith that Jesus will touch us, that's what he's asking for us. That's what he wants our response to be. And then Jesus responds with his touch, with his healing power, by revealing his glory. And every, every, every time that you know, when Jesus is demonstrating, you know, he, he's demonstrating, he's touching people's lives, he's transforming their lives there and then. But he's also giving us a great spiritual lesson. He's um, constantly talking about bringing the kingdom in. You know, he has come to declare that the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, he wasn't here fully, but Jesus had come to say, this is my, God, my father's kingdom and I'm bringing it to you and I'm demonstrating it with power and with authority in teaching and demonstrating it physically, in healing people, in setting people free, in uh, raising people from the dead. There's a demonstration of the power of the kingdom that's coming. And I think that, again, that's what Jesus wants us to pick up, that um, it's a demonstration of God's kingdom power coming. And as we step out, God wants us to see and to understand that his kingdom is here. Okay, It's not here in its fullness yet. We're looking forward to the day when Jesus will return. Uh, And whether we've died and gone to be with the Lord, or whether we're still here, that will be the the coming of the kingdom in its fullness. Um, And that's wonderful things that we look forward to. Um, And we know that, um, I think, as Jesus demonstrated here, that he healed everyone. We can look forward to the coming kingdom when we know that all sickness will be healed, that death will be overcome, that people will be set free. And that's what we want to see now. We want to see those things happening, and in part we are. And, but we don't see it in fullness, do we? We don't see everybody being healed that we pray for. But that doesn't stop us, because Jesus is demonstrating that that's what we're working towards. The kingdom isn't here in its fullness yet, and so we don't always see and experience the fullness of God's healing uh, and, and breakthrough. But we keep pressing through. We keep persevering, because we are, by doing that, we are bringing the kingdom in. And we look forward to that day when it will be here In its completeness. Excuse me a minute. Again, we have a a little bit of um, some confrontation with demons as well. That seems to be coming up quite regularly, doesn't it? Um, And again, you know, we don't look for demons in everything, but the very real reality is Jesus uh, confronts sicknesses, confronts situations that actually demons do manifest. Satan isn't happy with what Jesus is doing. Uh, and sometimes he tries to throw, even at Jesus, he's trying to throw things off, uh, trying to distract him, trying to, um, you know, to turn people away by these, these manifestations. Uh, and we can, you know, we experience that today as well. We need to be aware. And it may come in different forms, different guises. You know, we may see physical manifestations, or it just may be a real heaviness of, of heart and situations. But actually, you know, as we've talked and looked at other um, examples, you know, there is spiritual realm that we're fighting in, and there is good and bad. And yes, as Richard said, Jesus has the victory. Hallelujah. But Satan is still trying to claim his little, his little mini victories. Um, so as Jesus confronted the sickness, they said, you know, more demons came out and people were shouting, you are the son of God. Uh, but it wasn't said in a nice way. I didn't do a really good demonic voice there, I don't, not, don't do that sort of thing. But, um, that, but these declarations, and sometimes we think, well, you know, the demons were, were declaring that Jesus is the son of God, sometimes Jesus seemed to get a bit upset and rebuke them and tell them to be quiet. Well, isn't it a good thing that they're declaring uh, truth, that he's the son of God? But actually, these demons were declaring it uh, not in a truthful way, but out of fear. They were acknowledging who Jesus was, but it was with a real spirit of fear and they were trying to uh, disrupt what was happening Um, So Jesus rebuked them, and again, his authority and his power was direct, and it was instant. They were silenced. Uh, Jesus, yes, did want to declare who he was and that he was bringing the kingdom in, but he wanted that declaration to be done through the Holy Spirit, not through Satan's spirits. Uh, He wanted the declaration of his kingdom and of Jesus' authority and power uh, to come through the manifestations of, of his healing, through his teaching, through his word, through his power that was demonstrated, uh, that Jesus demonstrated through the Holy Spirit. Okay? And that's why we need to be certain that when we're, demonst- we're, when we're declaring truth, it, we are declaring truth right, through the Spirit of God, not through other means. We don't need to listen to Satan and what he has to say. You know, he will try and twist things, he will put a different slant on it, he will use it to try and distract. But actually God's Holy Spirit comes and brings truth, brings conviction revelation. So Jesus silenced Satan um, and carried on with healing and, and did that. That's quite wonderful. So again, that's important that we need to be strong and declare the truth. And, and what really struck me was, you know, looking at, at this and seeing it was a really busy day for Jesus. And, and as he went about, in three short years, all the things that he did, um, you know, and and when the God's writer said, you know, if, I think if Luke, if I had to write down everything, it, there wouldn't be enough room in the world to fill it all. So Jesus was a pretty busy guy. He had a pretty tight schedule. Um, so how did he cope with that? How can we cope when we have busy schedules? Well, I think the clue here is at the beginning of verse 42. Uh, it says, at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Um, again, looking at, at Mark 1 version, it actually adds, and he went to pray. I think it's implied here in Luke uh, so Jesus went out. He went to find a solitary place. It was a daybreak, so before everybody else got up, so there's no one else around. He wasn't going to have distractions. Uh, he went to a solitary place just to be alone, himself and his heavenly father. He prayed, he communed. He made sure that his agenda was in line with his father's agenda. You know, Jesus said, I only do what I hear the father telling me to do. Well, how did he hear what the father's telling him to do? Because he spent time alone with his father, Uh, he heard from him, he waited on him, he listened, he shared and received from his father. So it's finding those solitary places when no one else is around, you know, it's great coming together and and worshipping and praying together and and having times in our small groups together to pray, that's wonderful, but there are times when we need to find a solitary place, we need to get away from the crowd, to get away from the busyness of our life and spend some time alone with God. In Hebrews 4, verse 15, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathise with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So if you're feeling that life's getting on top of you, if you're feeling it's a bit busy, or you just don't know where you're going, or you're getting a little bit lost... Let's come back to these truths. We need to spend time alone with God. Jesus knew that. He knew how we were feeling now. If we think, oh, God, you just don't understand, God does understand because he's been there and gone through it and he's encouraging us to do what he did. So Jesus knew just what it was like to have a busy life, but he was set on doing just what his heavenly father was calling him to do, and we need to do the same. Uh, I just want to close with a a poem, uh, which you may be familiar with. Um, I came across this and thought, "Yeah, this just sums up really where where we're at," and hopefully is an encouragement for us. It's called "Time to Pray." I got up early one morning and rushed right into the day. I had so much to accomplish, but I didn't have time to pray. Problems just tumbled about me, and heavier each task. Why doesn't God help me? I wondered. He answered, "He didn't ask." I wanted to see joy and beauty. But the day toiled grey and bleak. I wondered, why didn't God show me? He said, but you didn't seek. I tried to come into God's presence. I used all my keys at the lock. God gently and lovingly chided, my child, you didn't knock. I woke up early this morning and paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish that I had to take time to pray. as we just invite the, the band back. It'll be good, again, just to, to have some time. Um, just, just Initially, just, just stand before God and make that commitment that we're going to set aside time to pray, set aside time to come and listen to him. Uh, if you want help with that, I'd invite you to come down, um, said, uh, for people to come and respond to some of the words. We're here to pray with you, and as a church, we are supporting each other, and it's lovely to pray with you, uh, but also just to encourage you to take time this week to get before God and pray. Amen.